Welcome to another episode of the Weekly Regular. My name is Brandon. And my name is Asan. So, this is a very special episode, and it is going to be a very spoilerific review of Star Wars The Rise of Skywalker. So, if you haven't seen it and you don't want spoilers, turn this off now. We do have a regular weekly episode coming out as well. They will have already heard it by now, probably, right? Uh, well, I think we'll release them at the same time. Oh, Just okay. so we can... Uh, just so we can get it out there. Oh, dude, we need to spread these so. out. <laughs> we we got to spread these out. We got to uh, get all we can get out of this, you know? All right, all right. Uh, but, yeah, so uh, if you don't want to hear about Star Wars, uh, turn this off now. This is your final warning. Or just, you know, mute it and let it play, because we could really use those downloads and stream numbers. So either way, uh, let the episode play, whether you want to hear it or not. Um. Okay. Let uh yeah. Let uh let's get into our review of Star Wars. Um. Let's start with a. Should we start with a letter grade and be as reductive as possible, and then then di- uh, dive deeper, or what do you? How do you want to do it? Uh, let's do a letter grade at the at the end. At the end. Okay. Yeah. So uh, I guess we can start with a question. Can I ask you a question, Brennan? Yes. So, J.J. Uh, Abrams directed this movie. That's a statement. Um, do you think J.J. Abrams has seen The Last Jedi? Um, I think... Based that, on this movie. I think that he <laughs> to has... To be clear, we're talking about Star Wars uh, Rise of the... No, Rise of... Last Jedi or Rise of Skywalker? Rise of Skywalker is the film we're reviewing. Yes. Rise of Skywalker. Last Jedi... Sorry. Star Wars, Rise of Skywalker, right? Yes. Do you think the director of this film has seen the last film, Star Wars, The Last Jedi? Um, here's here's what I think. I think uh, not only has he seen it, but he went, hey guys, I get it. You guys didn't like The Last Jedi. Well, guess what? In this movie, I'm going to remake episode eight and... And I'm gonna make episode nine. Hmm. See, my 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 inclination is uh, so. The first thing I said uh, about 20 minutes into this movie, I said uh, my one of my first notes here is uh, this movie is written and directed by someone who's either not seen Star Wars ever or has seen way too much Star Wars, and <laughs> I don't know where this falls into. My inclination is that J.J. Abrams saw Last Jedi once and was like. Got it. They didn't like it. Uh, I'm just going to basically everything they did in that movie. I'm just going to do the opposite of uh, right down to the minorest of details and character relationships Um, and characterizations for that matter, because there there are characters in this movie and I'm being coy because I kind of want to take this a little bit like chronologically movie wise. But there are characters in this movie who are characterized completely differently in this movie than they were in the last movie Mm -hmm, with mm -hmm. no evidence of where and when, if any uh, like growth took place, it's just kind of, no, here's where we are now. And this character is kind of the exact opposite of what you remember him as or her as. And it's, this movie's brutal. Okay. Why don't we start from the beginning of the movie, go through it and then talk shit about it as we go. (laughs) (laughs) What do you say? Uh, Yes. Okay. Let's start from the top. The opening crawl. (laughs) The opening crawl. Uh, what was your uh, what was your uh, what was your reaction to the opening crawl and the information shared with us in that? Okay, so the opening crawl was, hey, guess what? Palpatine's back. Yep. Uh, mm-hmm. There's not really an explanation why, and there's not. It's just like Palpatine's back, and uh, uh, stuff's crazy. 
Um, you mm-hmm. guys, you, uh, you guys remember Palpatine, right? From episode six. No, the last I, time I don't. I'm a casual Star Wars <laughs> fan who got into it in The Force Awakens. I don't know any of this information. <laughs> um, he uh, is all through uh, the rest of the the Star Wars, the original trilogy and the uh-huh. uh, the prequels in particular. Um, and then uh, not in The Force Awakens and not in The Last Jedi. And then all of a sudden, guess what? He's back in in the title crawl. Right. He's back. So here's here's my uh, can I get a little bit more volume on my headphones? Uh huh. Uh-huh. Here is oh, there we go, nice and clear. There we go. Here here is my. Let me go to the bottom of my notes so I can give you like sort of my summary about this movie. Yes. And the problem that lies within it. The main issue with this movie is that there are no rules and nothing matters mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. in any in any in any capacity like in any level of this movie whether it's character wise or magic beans like magic crap that happens in this movie anything magic beans magic beans is a is like a is a, ter- a screenwriting term oh, wow. for like the your magical plot device that gets you to the next part of gotcha. the uh, gotcha anyway um next part of the story a- everything in this movie nothing nothing really matters because there are no rules to how the universe operates it kind of just operates however the screenwriters needed to and right away from the beginning of this movie i mean we're we're suffering through that the idea that like uh yeah Pap- uh, palpatine is uh yeah he you remember him the guy who died in you know the first the tri- the, the the second trilogy that came out of these movies was all about how we're going to defeat this guy and then we finally do and then he's just back for some reason well he's back for some reason and uh we're all cool with that right all right cool moving on uh kylo ren is now you know remember kylo ren in the last movie where he uh was super not stoked on fighting either part of this war but but you know what in this movie he's super stoked on being a bad guy uh yeah he's he's the he's been given all power in the the empire he's he's main chief you know chief bad guy whatever he's super into it and then we get ray who's uh, who knows what she's doing? She's just being Ray, you know. Yeah, and it's just like, so this movie, like, we don't follow up with any of the dramatic tension or character development from the last movie. What little there was to find, we just kind of ignore it. It was a placeholder movie. Uh, so here we are. So that's the opening. That oh, excuse me, that's the opening crawl. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so the first. The first like thirty minutes to an hour of this movie is is really it's not it's not bad in the sense of like it's it's not like I don't know if you ever saw the Josh Trank Fantastic Four. Which one was that? That was the one with Michael B. Jordan. That's the most recent one. Yeah. No, I didn't see. So that. there are movies. I've given up hope on <laughs> Fantastic uh, Four at that point. So there are movies that are kind of like like incoherent and like. I don't even understand like what I'm watching in terms of like one sequence to the next. J.J. Abrams is not that kind of filmmaker completely. You can basically follow. uh, He's very good at like even with a bad script, he can kind of like atmospherically and with the score and the way stuff's edited, he can kind of show you like kind of where the story's going like kind of like oh the good guys have to go here now and then the bad guys are gonna go here now Mm -hmm. and and he does that in in very kind of obvious like on the on the nose way but it does make it easier to follow what's going on sequence wise but the opening of this movie (laughs) is happen. they're covering so much ground literally and uh literarily or cinematically that 
and it's happening at breakneck speed and no one's stopping to explain anything but at the same time are explaining everything the the, the first hour of this movie is bonkers it's like crazy that, well it feels to me like he's trying to undo everything from the last jedi it's it's like the dialogue is so matter of fact like and this is how you know uh uh, they were trying to save this movie uh, while shooting it because the characters are saying things like they're, every character, their only lines that people give is exposition, especially mm. in the first hour of this movie. So characters are saying things like, oh, obviously we have to get the compass thing to get to the Sith place. Uh, the Sith Wayfinder, yeah. Yeah, you know, that thing that's always mm-hmm. been around. Yeah, come on, man. Sith Wayfinders. Yeah. You know, that thing that's always been there. You know, of course, we got to get one of those. And everyone's like, yeah, great. Got it. It's like, no, no. One. God, I know what those are. <laughs> that's the way this entire movie moves in the first. And then there's a there's a scene where they get to like this desert planet, because apparently that's where one of the Wayfinders things is because, OK. Yeah. And yeah. they're like, <laughs> Poe Dameron, uh, God bless his soul, uh, Oscar Isaac has to deliver the line. <laughs> it's I'm I'm uh, I'm uh, paraphrasing, but he says. Oh, there's this uh, festival of the uh, there's a festival of the uh, the ancients going on or the ancestors going on. Man, how lucky! He's like, now remember, there will be bad guys here, is hidden and and stuff because you know that's what they do. Like, just let the story happen. Like, the reason they can't let the story happen is because it, it it's just a bunch. It's just a series of contrivances one after another. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Hey, we got to go to this planet to get the thing. Why? Because that's where it is. Okay. Uh, what's going on when we get there? Oh, some kind of festival that's visually and cinematic in- cinematically interesting because there's a lot of cal- colors and music. All right. I guess that's part of it. Oh, and also there are going to be bad guys hidden amongst the festival. Why? Because that's what bad guys do. They wait for us to show up to try to find the MacGuffin and then they try to stop us. Uh, what I've seen online, the MacGuffin uh, phrase, that's some another like device. Can you explain that? It's another screenwriting term to describe like the thing that the, the protagonists are after. It's like the, the Maltese Falcon or like the no Millennium Falcon <laughs> is what you're thinking of. No, the Millennium Tour featuring only Omarion, not B2K. No, Willennium is what you're thinking of. No, uh, Tim Miller is the director's name. No, Jim Miller is who you're thinking of. <laughs> no, Phil Miller from Last Man on Earth is who you're thinking of. No, uh, what is it? Meet the Millers? No, we're the Millers. We're the Millers. <laughs> edit, 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 edit. Meet the Beat. Meet. Meet. Beaver? What's leave the, it leave to it Beaver. To be- ah, edit, 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 edit. You are terrible right now. Um, yeah. It, it's just, it's it's real bad. So the first hour of this movie, so yeah, that's what a MacGuffin is. It's like the thing that the script, like the screen screenwriter has made up for the protagonist to go try to find or whatever. Mm-hmm. It's like the device. So it's called the MacGuffin sometimes. Um, anyway, uh, it's the statue in the uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark, or or the Ark of the Covenant is the is the Raiders of the Lost Ark. Gotcha, that type of thing. Anyway, the first hour of the movie is is that they they're just going on a series of contrived adventures with some contrived hurdles in the way, and that takes up about an hour of this movie. Yes, 
And they go through like the snake tunnel. There's like a snake thing tunnel with the quicksand. Where Ray is that fix- from something else where it's like quicksand and then you go underneath and there's tunnels? Because that I felt familiar. I think it's from like every adventure movie ever. <laughs> there's like a desert and then quicksand and then some kind of monster in the tomb below. I think that's like basically every. I mean, it's Indiana Jones. It's I mean, come on. It's, you know, it felt very familiar, but I couldn't place it. Oh, it's almost as if. J.J. Abrams just takes tropes from other movies, puts lens flare on top, and then calls it his own movie. Huh. Anyway, um, so that takes us to sort of like the second act, which is, uh, so, <laughs> oh, man. So Kylo Ren and Rey start doing their thing again, where he, like, they start having visions of each other. And here's where the magic starts to happen of this mm-hmm, movie. Mm-hmm. And well, actually, let's let's go back for a second. It really surprised me that Palpatine was just in this movie and like from the from the jump. Like, it's not like a they don't try to play coy and like, oh, figure out who's oh, who's pulling the strings. Like they right away. They're like, no, it's it's Palpatine in the opening crawl. And then within the first 20 minutes, like he's on screen. So yeah. I'm like, oh, OK, so this isn't a surprise. So from right from there, we're like, OK, well, he's going to figure into the third act. He has to. I mean, he's in yeah. for Palpatine. Uh, he's probably has something to do with Ray because we know this movie's about Ray, although it should be about Kylo because Kylo's way more interesting of a character. We'll get into that. Um, so anyway, Kylo and Ray start doing their like brother, sister, like, I see you, bro. I see you too, bro. Like, I, w- the- I would like to um, uh, <laughs> emphasize again the brother, sister dynamic. Yeah, that it's they have. really a brotherly, mm-hmm, sisterly, mm-hmm. sibling dynamic that they that they firmly have established yes. two movies ago. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's strictly platonic. Two, two movies wanna- ago, one movie ago, <laughs> I wanna- the beginning of this movie. <laughs> I want to emphasize it's almost as if they're mirror images of each other. That's mm. how familially relative close they are to each other right yeah yeah anyway uh, absolutely so they start doing their brother sister thing where kylo's like trying to seduce her to the dark side in a platonic brother sister yeah, way yes yeah. so, like you would seduce your sister just like, to like do bad stuff yeah, against your yeah. parents like that you both share like you'd seduce your uptight sibling to have some drinks you know yeah yeah like that type of thing right um and so right here's where the magic of this movie starts happening and the, the 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 stakes of the universe kind of go out the window so kylo and ray are doing their like back and forth like i see where you are no i see where you are bro and then kylo, i see where you are sis yeah and kylo ren is able to snatch beads off of ray's neck from not like through the force right mm-hmm. and i'm like oh that's new right and then he goes it's the ancestors festival that everyone knows about <laughs> Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I know where they are. Why? She has some beads. This is from the Ancestors <laughs> Festival that everyone knows about. The entire, in a giant universe where we have to literally travel light speed to get to other planets with civilization. We, across those great vast distances of, of empty space, we know that this festival happens. And honestly, it's a festival of like 200 people tops. <laughs> there's like, and it happens every 42 years, they said. And there's like maybe 200 people there. Maybe. And it just seems to go on for maybe an hour. But the whole universe knows about it. Uh, and so this is where so Kylo Ren breaks the, if you will, the fourth wall of the force and grabs her beads, which I'm like, OK, this is new for Star Wars. We've never seen this. 
Um, this I'm like, oh, okay, this will be the one new piece of force magic that we deal with through this movie that mm-hmm. will play into the themes of this movie. Like, you know, we are, we, you know, we are opposites of each other. We're balanced <clears throat> with each other. That's why we have a stronger force connection than most people. And like, we're, we're, you know, reaching into each other's lives as you, as you would, you know mm-hmm, what I mean? Mm-hmm. Okay. Maybe we're, maybe we're doing some themes here. Yeah. All right. We'll and, get back to that later. <laughs> and it was a continuation of uh, the what last they were doing Jedi. in the last movie, yeah. right? Uh, so I'm it, like, okay, they're physically actually interacting right. with each other, right? Over space. So I'm like, okay, uh, so maybe so we're left to assume what the rules are. Okay, maybe if he focuses hard enough, he can like affect maybe one small thing of her reality on the other side, right? Okay, fine. I'm left up to that. I'll suspend my disbelief. I'll go with that piece of information. Thanks, movie. Let's continue <laughs> Thanks, this ride. JJ. Thanks, JJ. Right. So, um, cause I mean, of course you have questions like, well, if this, if he can do this, why not just like teleport to where she is? It's okay. I know it's a movie. They don't have time to explain everything, even though it seems like they do. I'm just going to stop. I'm going to go with it. Right. All right. Another thing that kind of bothers me, there's a, so at this point, Chewie is taken and, uh, and oh. Poe goes, Poe goes, where the hell is Chewie? And I hate to seem like I'm picking nits. Or nitpicking, if you will. <laughs> but Star Wars is, and you, you're the Star Wars expert, you help me. Yes. Star Wars is in a galaxy far, far away. Mm-hmm. A long time ago, right? <clears throat> yes. Um, they have their own belief systems of Jedi and myths and fables and, mm-hmm. and all that with Sith and, and the afterlife that apparently we now know of because of Force ghosts and we know... Well, they knew a lot more about the, the the metaphysical world than we did. I mean, they knew like the force exists and they know how to control it, manipulate it, whatever. And everyone seems to be just fine with that. I mean, it, it literally is the equivalent of like everyone, like 200 people like the Jedi having just Jesus powers, but everyone's just kind of cool with it. Mm-hmm. Right. So it's totally removed from our culture. And I get that it's an American movie, so you got to have them speak English. But when they say things like where the hell is Chewie? Is that not the most egregious thing in this movie? Why is it so egregious? Because it's lazy screenwriting. Uh, well, when they, it, it, unpack it for me. Because I'm not Because in, in a movie where they go so out of their way to make them say things like, um, Poe po does a lot of this. He'll say like, uh, oh man, uh, uh, oh, what are you drinking there? Is that glue blarb juice? It's not like, hey, you having a, you having a soda? You know what I mean? Like they, they, th- these, oh, movies, you mean it's, it's too similar to our, yeah. Language. These movies typically go so far out of their way to like world build with the language and like the things that they say to make it feel alien and make it feel different. Why do these characters have a concept of hell and why oh, do they call oh, it oh, hell? Oh, oh, I see what you're saying. So, in amongst all the, the belief systems present in the Star Wars galaxy, there's the classic Judeo Christian <laughs> Western understanding of heaven and hell. You, I, I will say, you are picking nits right now because. I did not expect the one word hell to be uh, such an issue for you but, in in the grand scheme of this well, movie. I, because I think it's a microcosm of an imbl- of a problem that's emblematic throughout the rest of this movie. Mm. And and a lot of these movies to be honest. It's just the screenwriting is lazy. Instead of actually taking the time to make us care about <clears throat> what's going on regardless of how they say it to us, they have to have the characters like the movie relies so much on like, oh this feels familiar familiar to you, right? Right down to the dialogue of where the hell's Chewie. He could have said anything in the world. He could have said anything. Hey, in guys, where's in where's, the galaxy? In, in the galaxy. He could have, oh, he, he could have said, guys, well, where's Chewie? He could have said, where in the force is Chewie? <laughs> he could have said anything. 
Where but the hell is Chewie? Uh, he's flossing outside on his hoverboard. <laughs> I think he's dabbing. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. It's just... Um, anyway. Uh, the issue... they, they don't curse at all. Like, they, no yeah. one says shit. No one says, oh, damn it. You know, but he says, where the hell is Chewie? I don't I know. Think really there's a, I think there's a few dams. Maybe. Damn, in the originals. Maybe in the originals. But, but okay. But anyway. Um, I just think that's a big problem to have. No one in Harry Potter is going, what the hell is going on? Right. <laughs> no one from the wizarding world anyway. Maybe like Muggles. before they leave the regular London or whatever. But no one in no no one in Lord of the Rings is like, what the hell is going on here? I see what you're saying. Yeah. You get yeah, what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah. It just doesn't feel right. It feels very feels like Poe gets to talk like a normal person, but everyone else has to say like weird space stuff, you know? <laughs> um But anyway, I just my issue that was- with in that same scene uh was then Chewy like immediately gets captured which uh we didn't see but felt like we should have seen a struggle or something because mm-hmm. chewy's very strong and powerful but whatever then he goes up on the ship and then uh he's there i mean they're they're taking him away and ray comes out and finn's like well uh, chewy's up there and F- and Ray is like, okay. So she starts bringing the ship down with the force. Right. And I was like, this is cool. Mm-hmm. And then she shot lightning out of her fingers, which I was like, this is strange. Um, because that's a Sith power. And the reason she did that is because she was being challenged by Kylo Ren, who was also trying to push say, the ship yes, away. So yeah. he was testing her strength, but also ultimately <clears throat> he was trying to get her to unleash the darkness within her. Right. So she unleashed a little darkness. Mm-hmm. And lightning equals darkness. I guess we're supposed to just know that. Uh, If you have, if you are familiar enough with other Star Wars movies, that is a uh, Palpatine has done that. Count Dooku has done that. Um, That's a Sith thing. uh, The the lightning. Right. But but shouldn't. Let me ask you this. If you were trying to make a good emotionally resonant movie, right? Would not you accompany the fact that she uses her lightning with some kind of Im- grounded emotional response that we could connect oh, with? Oh, yeah, yeah. Because she's yeah. not angry. She's not sad. She's just trying real hard. Yeah. So <laughs> it's not like something in her was unleashed. It was just like, oh, that happened to happen. That was new. Yes. So yeah. like we're so that that to me, like in, intellectually, because I've seen other Star Wars movies, I was like, oh, that's something that the Emperor does or whatever. So like I, I think the movie is trying to get me to care about what she just did. Yeah. But I yeah. don't care because she didn't go through anything emotionally until after she thought she killed Chewie. But it okay. was completely on accident. Okay. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm so mad. Kylo, leave me alone. It, there was nothing. There was none of that. Yeah. Yeah. Not even, in, and I'm not saying you have to deliver some ham-fisted line like that, but nothing in her performance was like... <laughs> they're not above it. <laughs> yeah, right. They're definitely not above it. But nothing in her performance, like J.J. Abrams didn't direct her to be like, no, I need you to get mad so we can see that it's the anger and darkness within you that causes this, not just the visual effects guy. You right, know? And right. that's and that's emblematic of a lot of the failings of this movie. Um, I had an issue with... Then she's like trying to save Chewie. Accidentally... Blows up, blows the, the whole the thing ship up, that right? she thinks he's on. Yeah, right. And she's like, "Oh my gosh, I killed Chewie." I was like jaw dropped. I was like, "I cannot believe you guys just killed." I kind of wish they would have just killed Chewbacca. Right. So I was like, "I can't believe you." Which just- is a thing I will continue to say about other characters <laughs> in this movie. Um, but well, we'll get to that. <laughs> yes. So I was upset that they killed Chewbacca. I was like, I can't believe they did this. Mm-hmm. And then I was more upset when they reversed it. And they're like, <laughs> "Oh, never mind. He's fine." <laughs> Man. Uh, it like literally two minutes later. Man. 
And at that point, where you're like, well, it's it's okay because that won't happen again. <laughs> uh, don't, that that won't happen again. Cool. C3PO is for sure lost. His memory's for sure gone. They're not. And they gonna... even double down on that by saying like, our two units can't record droids' memories. That's a crapshoot. <laughs> Right. We're better off. We're better off just doing it. You know what I mean? Like, they, oh. but I immediately <laughs> went, well, of course he's going to be back. And because we just saw the, the chewy thing. Uh, yes. Uh, again, no stakes in this movie. Uh, okay. So um, I'll, I, my next note is here. A lot of characters are doing things because the script needs them to. Um, so this was, this was prompted by the scene where, where uh, after they get the, uh, after Chewie dies or whatever, they're going to uh, they they don't get their hands on the the magic triangle, the waymaker thing. What is it called? The, the wayfinder. <laughs> the wayfinder. <laughs> they don't <laughs> they don't have the wayfinder because they were interrupted on the desert planet. Uh, so they have to now go to. Uh, luckily, there's another one of these things that exists there's to a place that no one knows about. For some reason, my only uh, thought, and they didn't explain this, is the reason where there would be two of them is because Siths always show up in twos. Okay, but With, it is awfully convenient. And why are they just anyway? That doesn't matter. We're getting, I don't want to get too far into the weeds of specific details, but um, I actually I do. But other details. Um, <laughs> so they have to go to this other planet called what's it, Kajimi or whatever, uh, uh, Hideo Kajima. Creator of Death Stranding is, is no, what we're thinking Hiroshima of. is what you're thinking of. <laughs> no. <laughs> Heroes, the TV show on NBC. Uh, no, a Euro sandwich. The, the, Greek, the sandwich? Greek sandwich is what you're thinking of. Um, no, a gyroscopic uh, <laughs> gyroscopic force is what you're thinking of. No, like a, a colonoscopy is what you're thinking of. No, Oscar Isaac is who you're thinking of, and he's in this movie. So let's get back to it. Right there. Right there. Um, so they have. Speaking of Oscar Isaac, the next, the next tri- magic triangle. That's what I'm going to call him from now on. I don't like the Waymaker, whatever it's called. Uh, way sake, way, Wayfinder. Wayfinder. The Pathfinder. Lincoln Navigator is what. Uh, <laughs> so there's uh, the the other magic triangle is on this planet where Oscar Isaac has apparently been before, and he says some like line about oh, I had bad luck there before. So we, right away we know either he got into some trouble like with some gambling or something, so that like, everyone there hates him, or he slept with some woman there and she hates him because <laughs> because you don't want to know why. That's a trope from Han Solo that of yeah. course J.J. Abrams would rip and use for this, right? So, um, they also pause for a moment to talk about Oscar Isaac's character. And this is another thing where J.J. Abrams has never seen The Last Jedi. In that movie, Oscar Isaac is, if there's anyone who's going to, like, push the envelope and just just friggin' go for it, no matter what the consequences, it's Poe Dameron. In this movie, he's like... The guy harshing everyone's buzz about them taking risks. He's like, I don't know, man. Are you sure? Like, what? That's not who is this guy? He if you watch his performance in Last Jedi versus his performance, it's like as if it's like as if Oscar Isaac wasn't didn't like what he doesn't remember. Like, it's like he had a memory wipe and didn't remember the first time he played this role. Because it is like it's night and day. In this mm-hmm. movie, like he literally when he shows up, the first thing he does is complain to everyone about having to do a mission they were just on. And everyone's like, hey, what's this guy's deal? Like, the characters literally say this. Finn's like, does he have, does he have a bad attitude or something? Always. Or whatever the line is. Right, right, right. I'm just like, who are these characters? 
Yes. It's just uh, he like Finn and Poe have swapped character traits. <laughs> yes. It's just it's it's wild. Also, uh, Poe or nope, Finn. Uh, Finn and Rose. Yeah, they're they're, they're complete strangers. There, <laughs> there's a moment where, and I think this entire movie is plagued by the J.J. Abrams symptom of like not allowing any of these characters to be sexual in any way. Mm. They all behave like they're prepubescent, like preteens. Like none of them feels any kind of real romantic or sexual connection with anyone. Uh, and so, unless we're talking about the strictly platonic <laughs> brother sister relationship, yet. we haven't gotten there yet. Yes, yes, yeah. Well, no, yeah. There's nothing to get to <laughs> yeah, because they're like brother and sister. Yeah, yeah, especially with those two. Um, so Poe is in like a, a in a moment where in a moment before they're or not Poe Finn in a moment where they're about to go off and to do some deadly mission and go find this magic triangle. He sees his what became his love interest from the last movie. Uh, whom like saved his Who life? Literally <laughs> delivered the line: uh, "We, in order to win, we don't kill what we hate; we save what we love." Mm-hmm. And I just and so then she, she just saved her. Right. So in this movie, he's like, "Hey, sorry, I got to go do this deadly mission with Poe. I'll literally see you later." Pats her, he pats on, her the on the shoulder and walks past her. I was like, "What?" So so. Right there, you have an opportunity, J.J. Abrams, to establish some stakes. You could say, because that's. If there's one thing Michael Bay understands, and <laughs> if there's one thing he understands, is even if there's no inherent stakes to the movie, like, let's take Transformers. There's almost no stakes in that movie for the characters we care about until they're leaving the people they love and they take a moment to say, I love you, and if I don't make it back, move on without me or whatever, but I love you, and then they have an embrace, and it means something, you know? Mm-hmm. Shia LaBeouf with his parents and Megan Fox, whatever, you know? In this movie, there's no, there's none of that. Like, there's He's like, all right, all see right, you later, see you later, you see know, you later, like, friend. <laughs> pats her on the shoulder and just moves on with life. Right there, you have a, a shortcut to get us to care about the stakes of this movie. May, one of the stakes can be, man, Finn, man, Finn loves this girl. Hopefully, he makes it back to her. Now we don't even have that. It's just like, oh man, and they, that and was they cool. don't, they don't reunite at the end, and then they don't. There's no reunion. There's nothing. Right. <laughs> also, there was also no like. Uh, addressing like oh it didn't work out they mm-hmm. were together for a bit and it didn't work out yeah there was none of that the, the movie dis- is not concerned with what happened in the last movie yeah. at all right so they go on this mission to go find the magic triangle in this planet where poe you know can't go back anymore right and even there okay maybe there's some stakes here those stakes are not paid off in any meaningful way because as soon as they get there they see that the stormtroopers are like searching whatever the planet for ray or whatever and we find out why Poe felt like he can't go back. And it was because there's a woman there that he had a, apparently a, some kind of fling with or worked with or some combination of the both. And instantly, the, like, she's cool with him being there. <laughs> like, it, it was, She was like, I can't believe you're back. And then she was like, you know what? No, nah, it's fine. Nah, you're cool. It's cool. <laughs> and then she's like, let me flip my visor up. <laughs> and you can only see her eyes. It's played the role. Was, the you can role. only see her eyes and a little bit of blonde hair, like long blonde hair yeah, they coming decide, out. So the one character that we're going to allow to have any kind of romantic connection with to where we can feel the, the stakes, they've decided to put in a helmet. <laughs> a, a Daft Punk helmet. <laughs> yeah, a Daft Punk helmet where you can't see your face. The actress is Carrie Russell. She has a beautiful face. She has a very sympathetic and, you know, face that, like, you, re- you relate to. Like, it's freaking Felicity, man. Like, let her 
let her be Felicity. Let her endear the audience. No, we're going to put her in a motorcycle helmet and uh, we're going to move on. Uh, in a Power Ranger outfit. <laughs> yeah, it was it, it's the choices. The, the choices in this movie are bananas. Like you you've hired Carrie Russell, who's on the Americans. We know she's a fantastic actress. She was Felicity, a household name in the in the late 90s, early 2000s. And you've put her in a helmet, and she's supposed to carry the dramatic weight of a character like Poe, and you put her in a friggin' helmet. It's just, it's just really bad, man. <laughs> so, in this scene, uh, when they're there, they figure out that like um, the the other triangle, magic triangle, is destroyed, uh, but not after uh, C three, not not uh, after C or C three PO internalize whatever the the locations were in the triangle but in order to get the information out uh the screenwriters contrived that he's not allowed to uh it's a translator. He, he, no he's able to translate sith but not tell anyone because that serves what purpose i don't know okay so, so because so they, they need him they need 3po to to heavy quotes die <laughs> well yes so the are uh, the writers you thought they were contriving a hurdle for our main characters they weren't they were not they were actually contriving a hurdle for our main characters so that they could contrive a hurdle for c-3po's character so they can have some kind of moment where one of the crew members dies but then they bring him back so in order to retrieve the information that he's not allowed to under any circumstances uh translate the information actually there's one circumstance you can do it but you got to wipe his memory because why because man anyway so they decide to do it they wipe his memory and, but not before turning him into sith 3po <laughs> yeah. with the red eyes yep he tells him where it is and then he has no memory and so you get a couple jokes out of that and but not to worry r2 can just give him his memory back it's fine uh all of the like humorous stuff where 3po is like this is my first laser battle felt like um in toy story where buzz is like confused about what's going on yeah and then in toy story 2 they were like that was a good thing let's introduce a new buzz character who's also clueless and then in the third one they're like let's uh reset him and then he's like spanish speaking buzz yeah. it felt like that yeah it, it is that um they relied heavily on C. There's if you're concerned that there won't be enough C3PO in this movie, you are sorely mistaken. There's so much C3PO in this movie. Um, yeah. So there's that. They find out where the thing is and they have to go there. Um Also, they have to do a victory lap. Um uh well, I mean, the this is feels like less of a movie and more of a Star Wars victory lap in mm -hmm. a lot of ways. Um the because there's a lot of like, oh, we have to go back to the... I think this is chronologically where we are. Uh, where they have to go back to the wreckage of the Death Star. Yeah. Yes. Uh -huh. that Because that's where the final magic triangle is. Because of course it is. <laughs> right. Uh, that... Yeah. So they're like, you guys remember the Death Star? Cool. All right. So we're going to... Uh, they have to go back to that for yep. some reason. So on the on the dark <laughs> side of things, because the, their story is kind of running parallel to this... Um, uh, oh, we've discovered right. that there's a spy within uh, the ranks of the First Order. Yeah. Um, and we discover that the spy is, what's his name? General Hux? Yes, Domhnall Gleeson. And we... <laughs> so... I'm the spy! <laughs> he literally says that in the movie. Uh, so we're jumping ahead a little bit, but it's fine because we're, we're talking about this now. Um, Hux is the spy. Uh, and so it's kind of introduced... So... The movie 
does a lot of this where it tricks you into believing characters have motives, but then when you really think about it, they have no motive whatsoever. So there's a scene with Hux and he's sitting at the the the, the you know the gathering of the generals at the 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 Kylo Ren table, like the boardroom meeting, right? Yeah. And there's like one guy who's like. Uh, well, I don't know if we should be partnering with uh, Palpatine because uh, what does he get out of it and blah, blah, blah. And Kylo Ren does the Vader thing and chokes the guy out. And Hux says something too like, oh, yeah, I don't think this is a good idea either or whatever. <laughs> and I guess there they're trying to sow the seeds like he this, he has some kind of motive now. So then later when he when he reveals himself to be the spy and he helps our heroes out, um, they're like, Finn's like, or I think it's Poe that asks him, like, why are you helping us? And he's like, I don't care if you win. I need Kylo Ren to lose. And that's supposed to be like a ooh line, you know what I mean? But at that point, we're like, why Um, do you need him to lose? Because in the last movie, all you cared about was being someone's right-hand man. So, like... Because they were, him and Kylo Ren were kind of competing for Snoke's approval. And they were, like, trying to be Snoke's right-hand man. Okay, but what's so what? How is well? So the I mean, it's, so the so the being called Kylo Ren that killed the guy you were trying to be the right hand man of is now is now uh now the guy right? He's yeah. way more powerful than Snoke, obviously, and you're his right hand man. What is your discontent now? Discontentment. He, uh, he, I mean, he probably that he killed Snoke and the whatever. I don't know. We just, and we're supposed he, to. He, how are we supposed he, to know this? Uh, I'm I'm filling in gaps. Oh, that's right. There was that scene where Hux was like, he was swooning over. He was like looking over the corpse of Snoke, and he was like, "This was not right." You know, the power should be in the hands of people who have deserved it and who earned it, not people that cheat their way to the top like Kylo Ren. I'll avenge you, Master. I forgot about that scene. You're right. That connected all the dots. You're right. Anyway, oh oh, sorry. Sorry, my secretary is telling me that that scene was not in the movie. You have a secretary? I got, yeah, I got handed a telegram that said that that, it said that scene stopped. I'm sorry, your secretary communicates with you via telegram? Yeah, she's in New York. But she flew all the way from New York to hand you a telegram? No, she sent me a telegram through the telegraph machine. Wait, you live in LA. Why does it, is, is it easier to have a secretary who lives in New York? I mean, the time change alone would. It's would, not easier, but it makes me feel better about myself. I feel because, more powerful that way. Because you have a, you're, you're. By coastal, yeah, New York and yes. LA. Okay, got it. And the telegrams, though, yeah, it's uh, like the classiest way to communicate. It's very concise. Yeah, you're right. Okay, time is money. So are letters. That's why I do telegrams. That's my that's my saying. I say it all the time. <laughs> time is money, and so are letters. So don't bother we, me. We have heard you say that. Yeah, a lot I before. say it a lot on this podcast. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, it's just this movie is full of just characters just doing stuff just because. I'm the spy. He literally says, I'm the spy. <laughs> I was like, all right. And I threw my hands up at that point. You were like, ed, 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 Yeah, I was like, ed, 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 ed. Um, But anyway, so Hux is the spy. <sighs> yep. Um Okay. So. Uh, what at, part are we getting to now? At this point, we're going to get to um, uh, Ray having her conversation with Luke for the first time. The Luke's force ghost. Okay. Oh wait, Luke's force goes. But but before that was uh, the Ray and Kylo battle. Oh yeah, in the Death Star. Okay, right? Is that the in one the you're Death talking Star, about? Yes. So they're they're fighting because they okay. fight. I liked 
the the this is maybe like one of the few things that I like. About so the movie. yeah, let's let's talk about like let's spend the next few minutes really diving into Kylo and Ray because this is like I think brother sister Kylo yes, Ray, the yes. strictly platonic uh, brother and sister Kylo and Ray because I think this is where ultimately the movie and I think this franchise like these last three movies like the, the this trilogy as a whole has gotten it wrong. But go ahead, continue. Um, what I liked and you probably wouldn't have caught this as a casual Star Wars watcher. Try me. Right. Uh, but the fact that their lightsaber battle, uh, they're surrounded by oceans and it's like crashing oceans everywhere. No, I get it. Uh, cause no. it's the opposite. I got it. It's the opposite of episode three when oh, they're fighting a, a, amongst an ocean of magma. Yes. I know things, yes. man. So I kind of, I kind of liked that. That was one of the few things in the movie that, that I mm-hmm. genuinely really liked. I was oh, like, oh, that's kind of cool. I'm with you, dog. I'm it's with the, you, dog. It's the, it's the inverse I'm of ta- that. I'm talking your language. Uh, r- real dumb that Poe in the middle of it's like, Ray! <laughs> like, what are you going to yeah. do? They were trying to add stakes. They were trying to make it seem important, but it really, because up until this point, we know they can't kill each other because we've, we've had this right. fight in other movies. So we know like they're not going to kill each other. That's not. And honestly, we know we have 45 minutes of this movie left. So like, we know they're not going to like nothing solved here. Right. Yeah. So there's no stakes to this fight. So we got to have other characters act like it's a big deal. Yeah. So yes, keep going. Um, let's, so let's talk about this fight. Cause I have a couple uh, Go for uh, it. things as spe- specifically at the end of it. And then we'll talk about their dynamic. Okay. Their larger Go dynamic. So lots of flips, lots of whatever. It is a cool lightsaber fight. Yeah, you know what you know what's funny you know what's funny about movies where like both beings are really really powerful like it, when you really think about it it doesn't make sense for them to do all the flips and the the flippity doos and all the magic stuff because they can both do it so it kind of should cancel each other out and they right. just be like look let's just have a fight right you know right, what I mean right. why do we need to flip like I know you can flip I can flip like let's just have Let's put these lightsabers down and have a fist fight. Uh, yes, and it's not exactly efficient, right? To, it's like <laughs> to do the flips. Why did, yeah, it, it looks it, cool. It looks cool, but yeah, but it's a movie, so I I, yeah, I, I wasn't yeah, yeah, yeah. actually making a point. I was just kind of joking. But keep going. Uh, then she ends up grabbing his lightsaber, and in a strictly platonic way. It is. <laughs> It's not a euphemism as a brother would do for a sister if they were having a fight to the death. And uh, sabers him through the stomach. Yeah. And, and I was like, whoa. And what caused that was a distraction through the force from Kylo Ren's mother, uh, Princess she Leia, goes, who's uh, uh, in this movie a lot. <laughs> okay. So do you know about um, how they shot Princess Leia stuff or how, I, how she's in this movie? Not really. It is all uh, unused footage from The Force Awakens. Okay. That's how she's in this movie. Gotcha. Um. W- I, I was super bummed at her death because she yes. went, Ben, and then we haven't seen her for a while, and then she just falls over and dies. And and for a character that's been so monumental, not only to the original franchise, but to this current trilogy, yes, like she goes out in such an anticlimactic way yes. with no explanation, whereas like the big heroic climactic death they gave her in the last movie <laughs> that they completely ruined by having her magically come back to life they should have just let her die there but instead they choose to kill her by in a really anticlimactic way that didn't didn't, didn't feel earned at all because w- in the last movie kylo mm-hmm. ren was tormented by not only the fact that he had to kill his dad but tormented by the fact that 
he felt like he in no way was living up to who he was supposed to be. He wasn't mm-hmm. the, the Sith guy he thought he was supposed to be, and he wasn't the child that his parents hoped he'd be. Mm-hmm. And the fact that his mother was alive ate him up inside. Yeah. And he was clearly visibly tormented by that throughout the entire movie. This movie, he's not concerned about Princess Leia at all until... Neither is J.J. Abrams. And neither is J- <laughs> Funny enough, neither is J.J. Abrams. It's almost as if Carrie Fisher wasn't there for the actors to really be thinking about. But anyway... Uh, it's almost as if they should have just let the character alone when the actress died. But anyway, Kylo Ren is not concerned about her at all until the moment she says Ben. And he's like, oh, that thing I used to care about. And that distracts him for a moment. She uses, I guess, all of her force energy, which uh, put this in your pocket for later, folks. When you exhaust <laughs> all your force energy, that means you're dead. Kaputski, right? Got it. That's the rules, right? Thanks, Star Wars universe. Thanks, J.J. Abrams. So that's the new rules. That's the new rules. Uh, so she exhausts her force energy to do that. She dies, and Kylo Ren is distracted long enough for Rey to impale him with his lightsaber. Well, I guess she exhausted her force energy. I don't. There was no. no that's li- what they said before that. They said, "Oh, it's going to take." Uh, Ma- I think it's Maz Kanata. I think is her name. Oh yeah. Says to them, "It's going to take everything from her to communicate to reach her son or whatever." Oh, like that okay. was, there's a throwaway line in there that says that. To and set up all the she could send was Ben. Yes. <laughs> that's all she could say. Because uh, also put this in your pocket. Put this in your pocket for later because force energy is obviously very expensive and costly and uh, only a little bit of it is fatal. Remember that. So if you were to get all of it sucked out of you, you'd be a, a complete goner. I know that Luke and Leia are different people and they have different levels of, of force. Yeah. But... Uh, Luke in the last movie was able to project him his entire self. No, no, that movie doesn't count. J.J. <laughs> Abrams hasn't <laughs> seen that movie. It's fine. And in this one, Leia sends Ben and dies. And remember how costly that little bit of force energy is. All right. Yes. Okay. Um, so that happens. Princess Leia has she, a has a right. uh, uh, an unjust. They did not do her justice, and she dies in her death. She dies. They cover her with a sheet in the same <laughs> moment uh, because Ben is distracted. Excuse me, Kylo Ren is distracted. Yeah. He is stabbed through the sternum with uh, which we know is fatal from these movies. Uh, is stabbed by by Ray, um, um, doing what she her characters had to do for all these movies. Uh, she kills Kylo Ren, and then wait, I, what? She kills Kylo Ren. No. Yeah. What? No, we're talking the the. What are you talking about? Ray stabs Kylo Ren through the stomach. Yeah, she doesn't kill him. She did kill him. It was a fatal blow. No, she didn't kill him. Yeah, he was, man. What? No, he didn't die. I mean, he if she had left him there, he would have died. Like yes, it was a fatal. Yes, yes, yes. It was a but fatal we didn't wound. see him die. Well, okay. That, that no apples and oranges. No, he was. Go- no, we didn't she, see him die. Okay. And then she she, didn't she kill healed him. him. She she mortally wounds Kylo Ren. Yeah. And then, and then she, I and guess, then she heals in a it. moment of pity, I guess, heals him with the force, which is something we only know she can do because she, she did it on the snake, on the basilisk, <laughs> yeah, on the kraken. Uh, the only that is that's only in this movie, right? No one's ever Correct. healed someone like that by touching Correct. them. So another, so as far as I know, so the first maybe piece it's in, of, the, in the shows. The first piece of magic in this movie was Ray and Kylo being able to like touch each other. Platonically, as brother and sister, through the force, like, in when they're not in the same location. That was magic. Now we've gotten all the way to the point where 
N- not only can that happen, but you can heal someone with the force by giving them some of your life force. And apparently Ray's got a lot to give. Fine. Whatever. She heals Kylo Ren. I, I guess. And it's not really dealt with why she just does it. Cause like, can you answer why? <laughs> uh, because she has compassion for Kylo Ren. Why? Because they're, they're because of their platonic brother sister relationship. That even if that is the case, that is not made clear to the audience. And yes, I know. Okay. Um, I'm, I'm I'm just saying that for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> um, and because earlier Kylo says uh, when they're doing their their force Skype thing, mm-hmm. uh, he says, um, "I offered you my hand once, and you." Uh, you declined to join me when I offer it to you again, you will take it and we'll, we'll rule together. Whatever. Mm-hmm. Which is a classic Sith thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, then after she heals him, she's like, um, I didn't take your hand because you're Kylo Ren and I would, I would join Ben basically. Yeah. yeah. So, okay. I guess. And then she leaves him. Then, then she leaves <laughs> in his TIE fighter. Yeah. Stranding him. <laughs> him on the, on the interstellar planet uh, with the giant waves. And then who shows up? None other than dead Han Solo. I guess not as a force ghost, but as a figment of Kylo's imagination. A new, a new piece of magic <laughs> introduced in this movie. That's like because maybe what? That's like what? That's our fourth piece of magic in this because movie? Because we need a, this movie is a victory lap. We need to, we need to see Han again one last time. And this scene <laughs> is a, kind of a distillation of what this movie felt like it was trying to do, which is a victory lap. And that like 50% of the dialogue had to be from previous movies. <laughs> so he's like, Kylo's like, uh, I know what I need to do, but I don't know if I have the strength to do it, which is what he said right before he killed Han Solo mm-hmm. in Force Awakens. And then Han says, son. And he goes, dad. And then he goes, I know, which is a classic Han Solo line. Uh, and then he turns and throws the lightsaber into the water, mm-hmm. I guess. And then... Revealing what about his character? That he's... As an audience uh, member, I have zero clue what that means. <laughs> that means he's done. And he's just going to wear sweats for the rest of the movie. <laughs> because that's what he does. So this moment this moment is probably the most egregious moment in the movie because it's so unearned. Like, Kylo Ren in this movie, like... In the last movie, that was the movie where he was torments about his parents. He kills his father, which puts some a, a certain amount of closure on that. And he th- he thinks he killed his mom, which puts another amount of closure on that, for better or for worse. He is jaded and, and uh, with the idea of fighting sides and wants to do his own thing with Rey. But she's like, nah. So he's like, you know what? forget it i'm just gonna be bad and if if you won't join me then i'll just just be you know be who i am right all of that so this movie pretends as if the conclusion of that movie didn't happen and his mother and father have just been tearing away at him inside nothing we haven't seen any of that in this movie like nothing is leading us to believe that kylo ren is still torn up about his parents and that he's still you know he wish he could have done things differently there's none of that in his character and then they just bring Han Solo back, and all of a sudden, that's supposed to change him to being good now? It's just, it's really, really bad. Um, also, around this time in the movie, 
Um, well, so at the beginning of the movie, in addition to being like, Palpatine's back, and we're reversing everything from the previous movie, they also, Palpatine says, the girl's not who you think she is. Right. So they're reversing, like, oh, she's uh, she's not a nobody. <laughs> uh, although, technically, uh, we were telling the truth, uh, because she uh, was a nobody. So let's, I think that's good, a good segue. Let's talk about their dynamic. Not not yes. as brother and sister. Um, not, I don't want to get into that yet, because that, that happens later. Uh, let's talk about their character dynamics and who they are and this franchise as a whole. I've said since we first started talking about Star Wars on this podcast, when we started talking about Force Awakens, this franchise should be, and I thought at the time would ultimately be about the redemption of Kylo Ren. I felt that um, in the same way that, in my personal opinion, Darth Vader and, and, the, and the journey that Darth Vader goes on is, uh, is to me infinitely more interesting than the journey that Luke goes on. And then I think the journey of Anakin mm-hmm, mm-hmm. is much more interesting than the good guys in those movies. Like, I don't really care about Obi-Wan Kenobi. Uh, I think Anakin in the, in the, the prequels and, and just like in this movie, Ray is in the Ray should be in these movies because you need a good guy leading the, you know, you need, if you if your movie is going to be, if your movie, you gotta have a, your one of your main characters has to have a compelling arc, and if your villain's gonna have the more compelling arc, then the Dark Knight is is a good example of this. Um, that's a very layered movie where they have two main villains with Harvey Dent and and mm-hmm. Joker, but Harvey Dent is the person that has the arc in that movie, and he's one of the villains. Um, if you're gonna have your villain be the one that has the arc, your protagonist has to be perfect and unwavering in order to bounce basically the villains arc moments back to them in a way basically play volleyball with them you know what i mean play tennis right like you don't want to you don't want a bad guy who or you don't want a good guy who's what they're doing is overshadowing what the the arc that the other character is going on and vice versa if you did a more traditional story and had the protagonist be the one that's going on the character arc you need a, a bad guy who's unwavering who like like bane you need a bad guy like in the dark knight rises you need a bad guy who doesn't waver to to volley back to um, the good guy in this movie, it can't decide which character they want to have go on the more compelling arc. And so the answer becomes neither of them. Uh, the answer should have been Kylo Ren because he's just a more interesting character and always has been. And we've always been more interested in who he is and like what makes him tick and like why, you know, there's, especially when we find out who his parents are, we're like, oh, my God, this is the son of, you know, uh, Leia and friggin' Han Solo, like our favorite characters in the whole galaxy. Like, I wish the movies had stuck to their guns and made it about making Kylo Ren, uh, ultimately redeeming him and making these movies about him and really developing that character. And because the problem is, they kind of they kind of hedge their bets against that and are kind of like, well, it's kind of about Kylo Ren, but like kind of not. And then because of that, Ray doesn't she's already not a very interesting character and then on top of that she doesn't get any wiggle room to like do anything or like become anything she kind of is good and righteous and has a good moral compass about her the entire time and doesn't really waver from that and because of that she's a completely uninteresting character and then kylo ren at every moment where we want to see him um have like a um a compelling arc or something like that they just don't go through with it. So like, or he resets and completely undermines those decisions. And, and so neither of them feel consequential at all. It just feels like, well, you know, they're just, they, they are who they are and they, they are who they've always been. And 
until the last moment we need Kylo Ren to be different. It's just like there was there's nothing there's nothing there, man. The, the movie should be about him and they're not. They're about Rey kind of for some reason. And they should be they should be about Kylo's journey of cuz to me that's a really I think what they were hinting at trying to do with Kylo Ren was really interesting. This tortured bad guy who like is really just on a journey to find who he's supposed to be. And really it's a journey of him discovering that you don't have to be anybody. You don't have, you just cause, just cause you learned the force, you know, through this childhood trauma and like, you feel like you're supposed to be the bad guy. doesn't mean you have to be the perfect Sith Lord and be, you know, Vader. You don't have to do that. And just because, you know, you're so-and-so's kid and you, you have this, some, some kind of relationship with Ray doesn't mean you have to be the perfect good guy. You can, and and this is what they were getting at with the last Jedi when he's like, "Look, this war is stupid. Why does it have to be a binary? Let's just be people, man." Like, Bruh, that that was really inter- that was really interesting. Like, Kylo is like, even though he's done all these bad things, like he's the one who has had the epiphany, like the enlightenment of like, "Look, there is a third way. Like, there doesn't have to be Sith and Jedi or Empire resistance, and then we continually fight." Like, no. What if the fighting? doesn't need to happen like what if we could just be people like to me that's all interesting and in the way he has to Mm -hmm. learn that is by like you know uh you know learning what to do with his future and and putting away his past even though and and he's a villain so you can have him do do that in ways that are like whoa bro you shouldn't have killed your dad like that type of thing but like they just don't they're they just don't seem to be interested in that and they they seem to be more interested in making ray the main character but there's just nothing there for her to be a main character because there's just they spent a whole movie telling us why we shouldn't care about her, and then, and then which is it, cool if they want us to care about Kylo. But then once we get to this movie, it's like, nah, it's not about Kylo; it's about Rey. I'm like, well, because uh, here's why: because uh, she's a Palpatine. They literally throw Kylo away in this movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, what did you think about her being Palpatine's granddaughter? It doesn't matter, and the reason it doesn't matter is because. It would let me let me let me let me say this. It would matter if that information affected her in some way that made her change. It doesn't. She's like, "Oh, I'm Palpatine's daughter. Oh, does that mean maybe you'll embrace the dark side a bit and see what that's like because now you feel like that's what you belong to?" No. I'm still me. I'm still good. I'm still considering myself a, Je- a Jedi. I'm not wavering in any way. So any new information you throw at me is not going to matter. It's oh. just sometimes I have the lightning bolt fingers. <laughs> sometimes I do stuff completely on accident that I have no control over. But hey. So yeah. it doesn't matter whose granddaughter she is. Like, she's no one, like they said. Be- you know why she's no one? Because she has a character trait of being good, and she doesn't waver from that ever. Like, they try to pay lip service that yeah. she is, but everything that happens is completely on accident. It's not like... Ray, you've got to get your anger under control. No, she's just being good and sometimes bad things happen on accident. Whereas like, but Kylo is the one that actually allows his rage to consume him. But but as an inverse of Ray, sometimes he lets his good get in the way of him being bad. Mm-hmm. And that's interesting when that happens. Yeah. And But the movie's not about him. They literally, Palpatine literally throws him away once like they're done with him. All right, Kylo, thanks. And throws him into a trash bin. It's really hilarious. A trash compactor. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah, the movies should have been about Kylo all along. They're not. They're about Rey. She's not interesting. Okay. Okay. So, where does that put us? Um, Timeline. In the movie. Oh, so that takes us to where the font in my notes just becomes capitalized <laughs> and, and just like I'm shouting into my phone. This takes us to the conclusion of the battle between. Uh, now aligned Rey and Kylo Ren against the Emperor. 
Yes. So the emperor. <laughs> so let's uh, let's all go to our shirt pockets and pull out that information that we put away about force <laughs> energies and and depleting it. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. emperor is like, ah, uh, you fools. Uh, I'll drain you of your force life and then that'll bring me back to life. Okay. He does so, drains their force uh, energy. Uh, Dementor style. Yeah. Which is uh, Harry Potter. Okay. So if you don't, I don't get, get that, the reference. But, uh, Harry Potter does that almost uh, verbatim. Yeah. So he drains their energy from them like for like two minutes straight. Where, <laughs> and mind you, they showed us what happens when you go beyond your force limits just a little bit with Ray, with Leia and she completely died. No no hope to come back. They put a sheet over her head. They were more certain about this death than they were about her getting sucked out into the vacuum of space. <laughs> so just to show you how serious they're taking this death, we see Ray and Kylo get uh, drained of their force energy or whatever and the Emperor is now resurrected. Both those characters are dead. They should be because they're dead because he drained all their force energy. That's what happens when you exhaust your force energy. You die. We've seen it happen to Leia. We saw it happen to Luke. It's what happens. Except this movie doesn't need them to do that. It needs them to still be alive. (laughs) So Mm. they're they're alive. They're just kind of tired. And so they get a quick nap in. Yeah. And so Ray hears all the voices of all the, the Jedi from the movies that we've seen and from the video games. Um, I looked that up in IMDb. We hear the voices saying, Ray, get up. Ray, mm. get up. Uh, and her schizophrenia wakes her up. And <laughs> she, for some reason, is really strong now and pulls out her lightsaber and has a lightning off with the uh, the Emperor. And then she's like, he's like, in a, in a scene ripped straight from Avengers Endgame, uh, Emperor goes... I am all the Sith within me. And then Ray goes, but I, and summons the other lightsaber that she brought there. Uh, oh, which is Leia's lightsaber. Leia's lightsaber. Put a pin in that because I want to talk about that. Uh, she Now she has two lightsabers. She crosses them into like an X pattern or whatever. And for some reason that makes her stronger. And she says, but I am Iron Man. No, she doesn't say that. <laughs> she says, she might as well have. She says, I am the Jedi or whatever and defeats Palpatine by melting him with his own lightning. Um, okay. But after two and a half hours of seeing people die, come back to life, uh, seeing force powers that have no end or no definition, we've seen a force ghost of Luke catch her lightsaber, which I don't think we've ever seen a force ghost affect the physical world. Mm-hmm, so there's mm-hmm. there's no rules established with the force. The force is magic and can do anything. So like when I'm in a moment where I'm supposed to be like, hell yeah, Palpatine was destroyed. I'm like, well, he was destroyed 30 years ago and right. came back with little to no fanfare. They're like, oh, the Emperor's back. Yeah, yeah that makes sense. Like, why should I care this time? Right. Because in 30 years, he could just come back. Also, who were the like the the gladiator crowd? I don't know, him? man. I that don't was know. not. That was. Uh, I I have a lot of questions about that. Yeah, Palpatine. Why does it? Is he actually dead this time? Is anyone? Was, is anyone dead? So because well well no one's ever really gone uh, as we learned in the last movie. But that's we'll, their get out of jail free card. Put, but put that in your pocket because we'll pull that out later. Um. Uh. I hated. I hated. The okay, so when when uh, Ray goes to the the planet the the island Luke was on, mm-hmm. and she like throws the lightsaber into the 
into the fire and Luke catches it. The that, force ghost of Luke. The force ghost Luke catches it. That felt like, because I know a lot of people were upset at the beginning of, of The Last Jedi mm-hmm. when uh, Luke uh, takes the lightsaber and just like throws it. When mm-hmm. she brings it back to him, he, he just like throws it. And so he catches it and he's like, oh, a Jedi's weapon deserves more respect. Mm-hmm. That felt like J.J. Abrams being like, ah, here's here's what you guys wanted to see. You wanted uh, Luke to be stoked about his having his lightsaber He was basically middle back. fingering Ryan Johnson. Yes. Um, and then I hated that they were like, hey, oh, by the way, uh, Leia has a lightsaber and you should take it too. Um, I think it would have been really cool for Leia to have a lightsaber. But, like, let's see it. Before the moment where it's important? <laughs> yeah, but, like, literally five minutes before. Yeah. Hey, you're going to need this uh, in the next scene. So, <laughs> by the way, Leia has a lightsaber. Here you go. And it's important because I say so. <laughs> right. I, yeah, man. And then at the end of the movie, while we're, while we're on lightsabers, at the end of the movie, Ray pulls out she's got her own lightsaber just, very, just very, some lightsaber we've never seen no, before and it's yellow which is cool because that's that's a brand new color that we've never seen before mm-hmm. and it looks like her staff i the literally wrote down it. am i supposed to know what that lightsaber is <laughs> because it, is, it felt like i was <laughs> no it is her it is a brand new lightsaber it looks like her staff almost she flips it on it's yellow and i was like well that's cool just a new toy for them to it, sell <laughs> it would have been really cool for us to see that in action but no, we didn't see the marketing department came up with that like two weeks ago <laughs> they're like hey do we got some cg budget left because we want to sell these toys yeah um uh, so <laughs> hey yeah uh, we just uh got the uh, shipment of lightsabers uh back from the the toy factory in china they shipped them yellow is there any way we can work that into the movie <laughs> yeah uh call daisy we'll we'll shoot some <laughs> uh some stuff for a, a tag at the end um this uh, the movie steals another in-game moment where there's a whole firefight happening outside while the the emperor is being melted and pose like oh no we're over we're outnumbered there's too many of them and then he and it goes silent then he hears over his radio on your left just kidding he doesn't say that either like from avengers endgame but what he does uh lando calrissian says yeah but there's more of us and then he turns around and similar to all the uh marvel heroes coming through the circle portals there's uh, a million starfleet Starfleet, that's the Star Trek. Uh, there's a million resistance ships that show up out of hyperspace, and we have our Avengers Endgame moment, uh, and it felt completely hack and, and forced. And also, I love Billy D. Williams, but he didn't need to be in this He movie. was really bad in That this was movie. another victory lap. <laughs> yeah. They're like, you guys remember huh, Lando, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. You remember. Um, um, yeah, it was, wasn't good. So let's get to the moment. Okay. Let's get to Kylo the platonic Ren, moment? The plutonic moment between brother and sister. So... Amber <sighs> Palpatine is destroyed, we think, I guess, for so the last time. This is where the this is the sequence of the movie that I, like, was so bad and confounding that I literally was laughing out loud. Like, actually laughing out loud at how absurd and crazy it was. So This was the moment for me as well. I was trying to... I avoided any spoilers. I avoided any reviews. And I tried to go in because I, I had heard some negative stuff. But I also heard a lot of negative stuff about The Last Jedi. I ended up really liking it um, uh, in, a, in a rewatch, really liking it. Uh, and so I was like, you know what? I'm just going to let it have its fair shot. And everything that we've addressed so far is bonkers and is crazy <laughs> and is uh, I'm really bummed about. But I was trying really hard to stay positive. And then when this moment happened and uh, 
uh, Kylo Ren. Uh, okay, so Ray is passed out. Oh, you, or, oh, I'm sorry, before, she's dead. Before you even get there. Okay, well, th- this moment was my final, I gave up. And yeah. I was like, I I can't do it. So uh, there's been a lot of reviews going around, and uh, I haven't read most of them because I was trying not to be spoiled. I just came back from the theater watching this. So I haven't had a chance to read a lot of reviews. I listened to one review on a podcast. But a lot of, a lot of the comment, a lot of the words I've been seeing to describe this movie is like a mess. And most of this movie is not great, but I wouldn't call it a mess except for the next 15 minutes of this movie. It, it, this is the part of the movie where it does become a mess. And I was like, oh, this is really, really bad. Um, so, um, <laughs> Ray has just melted the emperor and we, we had just had the rousing sequence of her being rallied back to health by the, the force of a thousand Jedi before her. Right. And she takes out uh, Emperor Palpatine, and she has both lightsabers. And inexplicably, she collapses, right? Even though it didn't, in the way she was acting, didn't really seem like it was exhausting her. No, well, because it didn't take energy out of her to kill Palpatine. She right. held up Luke she was, and also Leia's brand new lightsaber, uh, deflecting the stuff against her. She was just blocking. Yeah, yeah, like she wasn't exerting anything. So she collapses. I'm like, okay, that was an awkward beat. And then, wouldn't you know it, Kylo Ren has survived being thrown off a cliff and having all of his force energy sucked out of him. Uh, climbs up and uh, uh, holds her the way that he she held him after she stabbed him in the stomach. And he places a hand on her sternum, gives some of his force energy, which he has still somehow, even though all of his was drained by Palpatine, and heals her back to health or whatever and then they both share a completely silent moment together and in a moment where i thought okay fine whatever she saved him he saved her they're even now they both had compassion on each other cool maybe they'll hug and be like oh you weren't as bad as i thought you were nah man they they straight up kiss they straight up kiss like for a long time (laughs) Like, like long lost loves, like, like a notebook in the rain style. Like I've always wanted to do like with longing, resolving literally milliseconds of sexual tension, (laughs) tension, sexual tension. They've never had with themselves or anyone else. Like it, it, it was the most confounding thing I've ever seen. Like I was laughing audibly because I'm like, what movie is this from? Right. Who? The. These characters have zero chemistry. Yeah. Like, clearly Ray hates this guy, and clearly he hates himself so much that he doesn't feel... They're they're like two robots who, like, well, I guess we love each other now. It's like, what? So they kiss, and then as if the moment couldn't get any more bonkers, <laughs> she kisses him, then he lays down, I guess, dead now, and... And then I'm like, so Kylo Ren just died? Like, okay. So I laugh again. And then, (laughs) as if the moment couldn't get any worse, he disappears into the force. And at the same time as uh, uh, Princess Leia elsewhere in the galaxy. That that sequence of events was like the most bonkers and hilariously bad sequence of events I've ever seen in any movie. I would I would dare say. And while we do see Force Ghost Luke and Leia later, we don't see Force <laughs> Kyle Ghost Kylo Ren. Force Hell, I, in Force Purgatory, I guess. <laughs> um, um, 
<sighs> it is so bad. And then and then I did have notes about the celebratory sequence. Okay. Well, so that this this moment where they kissed was I it was when I was kind of done. With yeah, the movie. it's when the movie kind of becomes a joke, and you're yes. just like, <laughs> and I, because I was like, this isn't part of the other two movies or this movie at all. And it's not even just like, because I see a lot of people out there defending this movie, or not even defending this movie, but I see a lot of people attacking people who don't like this movie, saying Star Wars fans are the hardest, are the Star Wars fans are the hardest to please, and they're always nitpicking, and the Star Wars fans would never be happy with a movie like this, bro. This the failings of this movie have zero to do with it being a Star Wars movie. It's a bad movie. There yeah. are characters acting out of um, uh, acting out of motives that are not established, acting out of emotions that they haven't earned, doing things that are completely ridiculous for what these characters are and what they have been. And the movie is not consistent to its own internal logic. And there are no stakes anything things just happen on a whim nothing is explained it just happens do you know that um jj abrams was brought on midway through yeah i I know kind of about that uh writer and also director they they like changed up colin trevor right yeah Yeah. um and it feels very much like that it'd be it like they shot a bunch of stuff like oh let's edit it together into a movie um and and this moment in particular was everyone in the theater cheered when that happened? Really? Yes. Oh, and you, I, well, you were at an opening night screening. And yes, I was there. And I, I did this number. F- <laughs> yeah, I was on a Friday morning screening at nine fifteen a.m. It was like me and like four people who probably worked on editing the movie, you know. <laughs> and the, everyone in the theater was like laughing out of like disbelief, like what is happening? Uh, yeah, it was. That moment was the most confounding thing I've ever seen. Um, and then we get to the the most awkward celebrations uh, scene I've ever seen. Because, specifically, um, these characters are not allowed to love anyone or be sexual in any way. So there's a lot of very platonic, like, oh, man, so good to see you again. Like, I'm like, these people almost died. Like, kiss someone. You know what I mean? The characters we want to see kiss are just like... <laughs> patting each other on the back and you got Leia and Ray or Ray and Kylo going for it. It's just it's confounding. Finn and, and Rose never have a thing. It, like and never Finn have a and moment. New maybe girlfriend? Oh well that moment was really mad that really made me mad. So Janna, this new character that they've invented that kind of had like a uh, like a friendship with Finn or whatever. Like they they both were stormtroopers or whatever so they they become friends or whatever. She has oh. a moment with Lando where Lando's like, "So oh. where are you from, kid?" <laughs> and she's like, "The the Booble con- con- uh, quad- quadrant or whatever. Whatever whatever the name is. Quadrant 4 or whatever." You know, he's like and she's like, "Where are you from?" And he's like, or no, she's like, "Uh uh, this is like the most confusing sequence of lines because it really didn't make sense. He's like, so where are you from, kid? She's like, quadrant four or whatever. Uh, uh, is that what happens? Yeah. she And, she, and they, I thought uh, that. He, well, no, no, no. She, I think she, I think he tells her where oh, she's he, from. She, she, yes. He's like, uh, I'm from wherever. I'm from Quadrant Four or whatever. He's like, where are you from? And she's like, I don't know. He's like, what do you say we find out? And I'm like, what does that mean? Apparently, they have now a a father daughter dynamic. And I'm like, on first introduction. And I'm like, of course, the only other two black people in the galaxy have to be related for them to be in this movie. Okay, so they're not they're not necessarily related. He's like a more like adoptive father figure. 
But I thought that they were going to do that where he was going to be like, huh, like maybe I had an illegitimate child because he's kind of like a womanizer, I guess. Maybe like, oh, maybe I had an illegitimate child. No, but child. I think that's what they were hinting at. I don't think that they, I don't think that, because he said like, let's go find out. I don't think that, I didn't take that away from it. And if if that's what it if that's what they were intending, I think that's what they were going. Then for. I'm gonna flip this table over I think right he, now. He has a, he has an inkling that that may be his daughter, and that's why he wants to find out where she's from. I'd have to watch it again. I, that's what it felt like to me, and I was okay. like, oh, of course they have to be reluctant. Like this, this is so racist. I felt the <laughs> same thing with because there was like a little bit of sexual tension with her and Finn. Yeah, and I was like, oh, okay, so Finn is is done with Rose, and then he has to. Fall in love, like oh, uh, hey, you're black, also <laughs> great. Yeah, it, uh, Star Wars can, can suck my balls. Uh, what else do we got? Uh, yeah, no one has any sexual tension. The only, the only reunion moment that felt that made me feel anything was between uh, uh, Carrie Russell, Felicity, and Poe, because somehow she survived her planet getting destroyed. And she shows up to the celebration because apparently she knew what planet they'd be on. And the one character that we're supposed to have this kind of like, oh, she survived and they, you know, they love each other. She has her goddamn helmet on. (laughs) And the moment that they chose to reveal her eyes was an hour ago and not in the moment where it counts where she survives. Why did she have a helmet on, Brandon? (laughs) Why? Why? Any character could have had a helmet. Most of the bad guys have helmets. Why does she have to have one? Did he think having Felicity on screen would be any more distracting than having anyone else on screen? I I don't have an answer for you. J.J. Abrams is insane. Or you know what? You know what I'm thinking happened? What could have been the reason why? Is maybe they start maybe that character was either added late and they didn't um uh maybe that character was added late or what is probably more likely is maybe it was going to be a different actress uh but then once jj abrams got on the movie he's like oh i'll make this make this carrie russell and so they didn't shoot her like they didn't shoot enough like the, maybe they had already shot the celebration scene and it right. wasn't carrie russell so they're like ah. It's Carrie Russell now, so CGI a helmet on her. <laughs> no, I'm serious. Because that yeah. happened in... Um, what movie did that happen in? That happened in um, V for Vendetta. They had shot like 20% of the movie with a different actor, and they were like, oh, this guy's not working out. Let's get Hugo Weaving in here. And so there are a lot of scenes where that featured the original actor, but they um, dubbed the voiceover because he has a mask on, yeah. and they used Hugo Weaving's voice. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm assuming maybe something like that happened. Like, maybe there was a face reveal at the end, but it was a different actress, and they were like, ah, it's Carrie Russell now, so... We can't show her face. We can't show her face, and we already shot that celebration, so let's just CGI a helmet on her. It's fine. She'll have the helmet on for the rest of the movie, too. It's fine. <laughs> I don't know what happened, yeah. but whatever the decision was, to have her in a helmet is ridiculous. She's like the one character we're supposed to care about who survived, and she has a helmet on. Anyway, um, the bottom line, I think... And so, well, uh, oh, sorry. Well, the, I was going to say just the very final, final, final scene. Yeah. Oh, yes, with Ray. The, the final victory lap, where Ray goes back to Tatooine. To bury the lightsabers of the, Luke and Leia. Right. And which I was hoping was kind of going to be like, cool, the Jedi and Sith thing is over. That entire storyline and that duality of Jedi and Sith is over. That's not what this movie was about. Uh, well, yes. 
And like, let's bury the lightsabers. But then she pulls out her own brand new lightsaber that I was like, where was this well, from? See, th- this was the, I, so I do, this is where like the two director things is most evident because yeah. that last scene felt like the last scene of a different movie. It felt like it should have been how the last Jedi should have ended because that movie is all about yeah. them realizing that they're being binaries and stuff like that is what's causing the harm. Like there doesn't need to be a war if there aren't opposing sides. Yeah. So like, let's bury the gold and the, uh, let's bury the good and the bad and let's just be our own thing. Uh-huh. That's the theme that they were carrying from the last movie, but that's not what this movie was about. No, this movie was very much so about, Everyone needs to be a good guy. If they're bad guys, convince them to be good guys. And uh, remember. And then kiss them. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and then kiss them, no matter how much like their brother you are. Um, <laughs> no, because this movie, the last movie was about, look, there. if you eliminate either side, there is no need to fight anymore. This movie's about, yes, there's always going to be good and bad, but there's always more good than bad. That is the theme of this movie. Like so many, Ray realizes that when she has the voices of the thousand, because they literally they they say it. I have all the Sith behind me, but I have the good, and everyone knows that that outweighs the bad, right? Okay, good, I win. Uh, Poe realizes this when they when he's like, "Oh man, there's so many of them," and Lando's like, "Yeah, but there's more of us." That's a theme being driven home in this movie. Mm-hmm. So this movie's not about hey, you know, no. let's let bad and good go, bury them, and then let's be you know the third thing. This is about no, it's good and good wins because good. Yeah, and and so that last scene is is it totally counter to the theme of this movie? Yeah. Like it just doesn't make sense. It's it's stupid. And then because uh, the characters of Luke, Luke as as this as shown in this movie would be very angry if like he was like, why are they standing there smiling? He told her, no, you need these lightsabers. Take these lightsabers. Like I'm giving you Leia's lightsaber. And also in the last movie, he said it's time for the Jedi to die. Right. Uh, and this movie, he's, he's all about he's the Jedi. He's all about it. So that she bears lightsaber, pulls out her own <sighs> one, her own yellow one, which I was like, what? And then this other random woman walks by and is like, no one's been here in years. Who are you? And she says, Ray. And she goes, well, well, what's your last name? As if you have to have a last name in the Star Wars universe. Like, come on, man. Well, someone at the, the life celebration asked her as well. And she was like, I don't have a last name. Just If C-3PO and, was there, would, would she have been what? like, C-3PO who? <laughs> like, come on, man. C- C-3PO Johnson. <laughs> and uh, then she so looks contrived. over. And then she looks over and sees Luke and Leia. And she goes, Skywalker. Ray Skywalker. Yeah, it's real bad. Um, yeah. So, uh, yes. So, uh, <laughs> I, so. And then also there was no post credit scene. No post credit Samuel L. Jackson was nowhere to be found. I he, was furious. His voice apparently was in the, uh, the patchwork of voices telling her to get up. Oh, yeah, because he's Mace Windu. Yeah. I guess, I guess you're right. He was somewhere to be found in <laughs> <Yeah>. the movie. <laughs> so, my main issues with the movie, uh, was there no stakes because the force can do anything and there's no limits and rules set to how it works. The movie should have been about Kylo and they're about Ray kind of sometimes. Uh, the movie doesn't understand its own themes. And finally, um, the problem is uh, because they're basically trying to make Ray and Kylo both kind of protagonists in a way, there's no villain. Like there's no villain in this movie. So they had to contrive a villain that's sh- from 30 years ago that can just come back whenever. So, it just ultimately feels like, why are we even, why should we even care? 
Um, so those are my my thoughts about the movie. My thoughts about the movie are um, I'm really frustrated that uh, this movie and J.J. Abrams decided to ignore and try to undo everything from the previous movie. Yep. Um, while also doing a victory lap on all of Star Wars. Yeah. Uh, there was uh, so much fan service. It was too much. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it's it's part of a larger problem with Star Wars. I know that uh, Kevin Feige is going to be taking over Star Wars um, from here on out, which I'm actually uh, very in favor of because I think having one creative vision for a trilogy is a very uh, necessary thing. Mm-hmm. And this trilogy uh, did not have that. Um, you had Force Awakens, which is basically a reboot. You had uh, Last Jedi, which turns the entire thing on its head. Um, and then you have uh, Rise of Skywalker, which is like, oh, uh, uh, no, never mind about the last movie. Uh, uh, let's see. Let's try to piece together a finale. Uh, what do we got? Uh, and I was really, really disappointed with it and and as a uh lifelong star wars fan um i was i was just really bummed yeah this movie didn't feel like a good finale for anything it felt like this isn't even like one of the better star wars movies it's just a movie and it's not very good um what do you what what letter grade do you give this okay i'm gonna give it a c minus okay and here's why Uh um because uh uh if you're in a university Mm -hmm. um and you're taking a class that's related to your major Mm -hmm. um if you get anything lower than a c minus so a d it fails uh yeah and you have to retake it yeah so i'm gonna give it a c minus so that you don't have to watch it again yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah i i'm gonna give this movie um a d and the only reason it's not an f is because i was able to follow the plot coherently which is for some movies you can't do um so i give this movie a d um it is not because i i basically judge movies when i give them a letter grade we've talked about this before but is it like watchable that that's one part of the grade is it like entertaining and then three like is it like a good movie like writing and acting wise and it fails on two out of those three it the 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 writing and acting is not good. And the actors are great actors, but they're not being directed in a way that they're giving performances that are worthy of this movie. Yeah. Uh, it's not entertaining because there's no inventive fight scenes or like... There, there's not one sequence in this movie. I was like, man, that was really cool. Even... I didn't you're, really you're like right. Last Jedi, but at least there were moments in that movie I'm like, wow, that was really cool. Like, I'll never forget when like that one lady with the purple hair... Uh, went light speed through another freaking starship. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. Like, I'd never seen we're that seeing before. We're seeing new stuff. Yeah, we're seeing new stuff we haven't seen before. This movie was like, yeah, we got some some dog fights and spaceships, and uh, there's like a Kylo Ren fight scene. Yeah, that's pretty much it. Uh, there, wasn't, there wasn't anything in there. And then uh, it, the only the only thing that saves him from being an F is like, I could kind of follow the action and I could follow where it was going. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not a good film. Like, it is a mess. And it is it's not good. It's not a good Star Wars movie, and it's just not a good movie. If this movie were called something else, you'd be like, oh, my God, this was a terrible movie. Oh, outside of Star Wars? Yeah. yeah. Like, it's yeah. it's just not good. 
Um, and I, and I, I trust me, I didn't, I spent 1750 to see this movie. I did not want it to be bad. <laughs> I wanted it to be great. I wanted it. Every time I go to the movies, I want it to be the best movie I've ever seen. And this movie was far, 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 far from it. Um, yeah, it makes me appreciate the last Jedi a lot more. It really makes me appreciate the force awakens a lot more. Um, yeah, at least. Yeah, no. Yeah, no. Well, in conclusion, um, at least it wasn't cats. That's true. At least it wasn't cats. Um, <laughs> although, <laughs> yeah, although, what if cats is like the most amazing movie we've ever seen? Uh, although, uh, we we will get into this hopefully uh, in uh, in our regular episode. In our regular episode of the show, the the uh, review embargo on cats has been lifted, so we can read those reviews. <laughs> I'm super excited for that. Yes. Um, Oh, one more note. I'd like to shout out Brad, uh, my best friend and tattoo artist. And, I didn't uh, know we could shout him out in a in a special standalone episode. This, this, it'll have its own episode number, right? Yeah, I'd like to shout I, out Brad, my tattoo artist and best friend, his brother, Trey, <laughs> his wife, Christy, her best friend, Caitlin, their two sons, Knox and Hart, and everyone else at the Foothill uh, tattoo family. Oh, Brad's girlfriend, Alex. Don't forget her. All right. Uh, is there anything else? Any shout-outs you got? No, that's it. Shout-out to Arclight Cinema for uh, having 9 a.m. showings of Star Wars. <laughs> uh, this movie, I was, like, I was like, man, I wonder if there's going to be an early enough screening. And the, it basically, starting at 7.30 a.m., it runs every 15 minutes at wow. Arclight. <laughs> so shout-out to Arclight Cinema for holding it down. Uh, shout-out to Ryan Johnson uh, for making Not the- <laughs> Ryan Shaw. <laughs> uh, for making The Last Jedi. Yeah, shout out to Ryan Johnson. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Anyway, uh, where can people find you on the internet? At B-Shaw, B-Shaw, B-Shaw. You can find me at Asan the DJ at A-H-S-O-H-N, the DJ, and at Asan.com. And you can find stuff for this show at Asan. Uh, Asan. <laughs> <laughs> at Weekly Regular. Yep, on social media. Uh, and at WeeklyRegular.com. Weekly All right, we will see you next week. See you next week.